0: podcast. My name is Christian Moore. This is Matt Oatley. Hi, uh, Matt is a uh, has been a designer for over twenty years um, and is a just frankly a brand expert that I'm very happy to call a friend. Uh, I own a company called The Real Good Group in Lexington, Kentucky. We're an insurance agency that happens to sell insurance and does a lot of other cool stuff. Um, so we're here, and you should be asking the question. Why are you listening to this podcast right now? They should definitely be asking that question. They should be asking it. And the question, and Matt, why should they be listening to that podcast?
1: Because people listen to us talk about things. (laughs) And I'm not even going to specify any further than that. We talk about stuff. People tend to listen, and they get something out of it. And that's crazy to me, but it happens with such great consistency that we thought, let's— sit down and have a conversation and see if anybody gets anything out of it.
0: Well, let's, let's just be real frank. Like, we, we started this whole thing out niching a, niching a yeah, niche. A, it's technically niche. In it's Kentucky, niche. though, if you say niche, you very pretentious. Yeah, this yeah. is a niche. Yeah. Niche, niche, is the right way. niche, niche, niche. Niche is the right way. But whenever I say niche, I always say niche, niche, you know, whatever you prefer. Just so people know I'm not trying to be pretentious. But anyway, yeah. it's a niche. So anyway, we started this whole thing out trying to niche. Uh, a, a website design business, mm-hmm. and what we found out was that the most important thing, you know, and again, we were doing it in the insurance space because I'm in insurance, and and frankly, the technology sector there is is a, is a difficult. It's a vast, you know. Yeah, there's some people that are really far far forward at using technology in a really cool way, and mm-hmm. there's people lagging way behind, still 1980 and barely have computers, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, what we found was that there was a people didn't really need websites, right? They, they really need what they really needed was to understand what brand actually means and and yeah. where the value was it's like, gosh, guys, like, you know, yeah, the websites you designed were beautiful and the graphics that you designed were beautiful. And man, this is the coolest stuff I've ever had. But really what the value was, was <laughs> helping us understand who we are. Yeah. Um, which gets it, it, into the brand conversation.
1: Yeah. It's also their response is pretty indicative of the process too, because right? Because it's like our process. We started to even realize like our process is like starts with like brand, no matter what. Even if we're not like doing a logo or we're not doing brandy kinds of things, um, it it always started with brand, no matter what. Um, we send them through a branding questionnaire in order to even start to work on a website project. Yeah, and then it, we realized we're like, I'm gonna say 80 of the whole process. Has nothing to do with launching a website. Yeah. Has everything to do with talking them through, even their uh, messaging, their narratives, their
0: well, it uh, just vision. It just makes me think that like the first time I read Simon Sinek, <laughs> I was so so mad um, yeah. because I thought I had come up with these ideas. Yeah, on my right. Own. I yes. thought I was the fir- I was like, oh my gosh, because I had I started like writing all this stuff down. Like, okay, what do you want to do? Okay, you want st- to why do you why do you going to exist and mm-hmm. And what's the reason that you're going to do all of these things? And, and you should really just happen to sell. And, and I honestly, now I'm, I'm so ingrained in the way he says things. I don't even know how I was saying it at first, but what I remember is someone introduced me to him and I had this whole, like I had this notebook down of all this stuff that I scribbled down for a business plan
1: mm-hmm. and
0: how I wanted to be different. And then I I listened, Someone's like, Hey, you should listen to this, this yeah. Ted talk by Simon Sinek. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like 17 minutes. It'll change your life. Yep. And I listen to it I'm like, dang it! Mm-hmm. If I had this idea ten years ago, I'd be really rich right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he says it so eloquently, and it and honestly, it really did. Cha- you know, we in our in our agency, we we happen to sell insurance, right? And that's the that's the byproduct. And and understanding why we exist and why we do what we do, that really that really change. It really changes things for us, absolutely. And yeah. It, and it, the power of the narrative is everything. There are yeah. people who do what we do better, bigger, with more money, with more time, with more people. But they don't – they happen – for example, they happen to be generous. Mm-hmm. They have more money. They are, are, my industry is a very, very vast, amazing industry full of amazing people. They happen to give. Yeah. While the real good group exists to take care exactly. of other people. Yeah. We exist Yeah, you start
1: with the charitable aspect yeah. of it. You it's, don't start with – insurance.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. And so our, so our narrative is stronger and better than companies who actually may act, do that thing mm-hmm. more. And I think that's the power of brand. That's the power. And that's what we want to kind of talk about, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned your first encounter with Simon Sinek. Uh, mine wasn't all that different. I had been already, like I started my first business when I was 18. So even as an 18 year old, I was doing that. I was kind of like using the child-like why, 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 like in a really annoying, irritating way. It's so shocking. To, right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> an 18-year-old Some, male being annoying. Yeah, is, <laughs> something something you're saying as
1: an 18-year-old is annoying. Yeah. No, it's like not, not much has changed, honestly. But um, I still poke and prod. Why, 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 yeah. why, why, even today with consulting clients. And it's like, it works, man. You dig deeper and deeper and deeper, and you get somebody finally realizing the question you're actually asking. Yeah. You know? And it unlocks something for them. It like literally does. And and I do credit Simon Sinek a lot for, for putting visuals and, uh, you know, his golden circle is like the most amazing things ever. It's so yes. simple and it's Seriously. so clear. Uh, the innovation arcs of, you know, how you penetrate the market uh, in whatever space you're in. And he articulated what I was feeling and what I was saying for the longest time. Um, but yeah, the why question, man, that really got me. I was like, I do that all the time. Like I do it all the time because it is what matters, what you believe matters. And he's right. He puts it best. He just says, you know, what you, uh, what you believe is what they're going to buy. You know, they're not going to buy the thing you do. They're going to buy why you do it. That's right. Um, that's right. So yeah, I love real good group. Uh, in that regard. being That's kind of
0: self-serving since you basically built our brand at this point.
1: Yeah. I, wasn't like, even, I like, was like, not even going to say anything like about saying, that.
0: I really love my reflection in the mirror. That's good. Yeah. I really love the way that mirror looks when I'm looking at it. No,
1: I you, you <laughs> had it right. You know, you don't give yourself enough credit. You had it right the first time. Yeah. And then you kind of got backwards with it, it seems like. Like yeah. you literally, I think you're even your first like LLC or whatever was called the real good group or something yeah. like and that. And then
0: we deviated, and so then you DPA.
1: Yeah, D V A so you could put insurance and, in your And company. we
0: had like an acronym and all the stuff that, you know, basically detracted from the clarity of it. You were like when you when you came and consulted, you're like, dude, you're, <laughs> wait, you you mean to tell me that your LLC is a real good group? Why did you DBA. Yeah. It should have just been you literally exist to do real good in your community. Like you (laughs) already have a clear message. You just messed it up. Yeah. My guess is that someone is listening to this that That has messed it up. That has messed it up. Absolutely. Most business owners have, you know, I was when we were talking about like really trying to like propagate the whole like design thing, I was trying to like come up with this keynote speech. And I think I told you about it. It was going to be like, Mm -hmm. you're a great brand. With bad Bad branding, and I would say that most business owners are a great brand with bad bad branding, especially in the insurance industry, which obviously where I come from. Yeah, because most people, especially in our industry, you know, I think that there's a bad rap. They probably think that like there's a lot of snake oil salesmen or like you know car salesmen with the slick back hair, that kind of stuff. But that's not really what it is anymore. But you get this: most people are in business, and they're just good people. They're just trying to take care of their family. They actually care about their community. They want to give good advice. Right. But but they get. Messed up, like it's it's. If there's a mental block there that mm-hmm. that they don't know how to do, and honestly, speaking of of, of blocks, we're we're into this episode already, and and we kind of need to like tell everybody what we're getting ready to talk about because this is this was a decent little intro, but we're gonna talk about brand, yeah, right, and what it means, and this is a building block episode, like absolutely, you know, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have we these episodes down, down, yep. yeah, these episodes will be referenced and watched over and over and over again, and. And ideally, we're going to reference them ourselves, right? Yeah. We're going to go back and say, "Hey." Well,
1: we can't have a conversation without, in some form or fashion, going to these. You know, this acronym we're going to reveal here in a second. Which spoiler alert: we we have an acronym for everybody. Um, (laughs) We are gonna we're gonna we can't have a con we can't have a lunch without talking about it. Like one of those aspects, you know, one of those those letters. So. Uh, you want me to just go ahead and tell people what the acronym is? Uh, what we've kind of started to do here?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So a while back, I hate acronyms. But no, no, no. I want you to say the acronym. I don't want the story. I, I can't acronym. stand acronyms. I
1: just want the acronym. I just have to make sure everybody's clear that I don't think acronyms are the
0: solution to everything. But in this case, hey, what about putting your logo in the design of a word? Don't even. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> but on. I really think that the I of insurance yeah could it needs really to be, be some some yeah. object or something. Yeah. I like. Christian
1: is referencing when.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those of you listening on audio and not seeing him, visually seeing him, what he's doing. But he's referencing something that comes up consistently with our design clients. Christian and I have a, a marketing agency together called Agent Refined, and uh, that's our niche yeah, market.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, and so oftentimes clients will come to me. You know, I've been a, a branding designer, uh, logo designer for quite a while, and they'll come to me and they'll be like, it would be cool if we took the I and did something with it and then it's like, you know, flip the L a certain way or backwards or something, you know, and it's like they want to put all these little iconography or, you know, emojis basically in their logos It's like they want to do something to every letter and like get all creative and stuff. And I'm like, this is not creative at all.
0: Like, stop. I feel like Nike could really (laughs) really up their game if they put the swoosh in like the top part of the K. Right. Yeah. That That would really figured out a way to
1: turn the (laughs) letter into the swoosh. Yeah. Yeah. Again, just go look at some brands, people. Go look at the good ones. Go look at the ones that are successful. None of them have that gimmicky bullcrap in them. So stop doing it.
0: Stop doing it. Hey, you should talk to us about what the acronym is. Okay, so the <laughs> acronym
1: is this. Um, that was my fault. B R A N D, brand, and B is for belief, which is basically why. So thank you, Simon Sinek. Yeah. Uh, what you not believe, the letter Y, but why? Yeah, why? <laughs> like who whip? Like who whip? Why are you saying it that way? <laughs>
0: um,
1: it's incredible. That guy's, that guy's, don't even get me
0: started on. Okay. Seth. So B is for belief.
1: Yeah. B is for belief. Um, and R is for reason. It has, a you reason. have to have a reason. Yeah. It has to have a reason. And we're talking about this in, in terms of a company or a, a business. You have a brand for a company or business has to have a belief at its core. It's foundation has to have a belief, has to have a reason. Yep. The, the, a is action, it has to provoke, provoke action. action. The N is need. It has to actually meet a need. And then D is devotion, it has to inspire devotion. So you probably So real fast, brand.
0: Could, yeah. It, it belief. It starts with a belief, mm-hmm. has a reason, mm-hmm. provokes action, mm-hmm. meets a need. Mm-hmm. Inspires devotion exactly. Brand. It's Brand. almost like the word was made for it to mean that. It literally. I. I
1: really think that that's been there forever. Um, I feel like I made that up a while ago. You did, but I don't. I mean, I sent, like you. Some dumb video of it on my whiteboard or something like a long time ago. This is maybe even before we even was it before we even started agent
0: Refine? I don't know. It's been around. Like we've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah, for a long time. It's been in our conversations for a long time. But it's kind of like the Simon Sinek thing, right? Like it's the. Um, like he says, I didn't create this. I stumbled upon a truth.
1: Right? Yeah, stumbled upon a truth. Yeah. I think that
0: brand. I think this conversation it, that, brand that
1: acronym like, may be out there. I think. I mean, it might be. Who knows? I might have subliminally got it from somebody, but I don't know who to credit. I'm sorry if I'm taking credit now, but I'm taking credit until somebody tells me
0: otherwise. One of my <laughs> business partners, an older guy, very wealthy dude, but he says, <laughs> he says, the first time that I repeat what someone says, I'll say, Johnny Smith once said. He said the second time I say, well, I've heard it said. And then by the third time I've said it, I say, I've always say, said yeah, that. I've always said this. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. The more I do it,
1: the more it becomes I feel mine like we've anyway. talked about it enough that's yours now. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Enter, anyway, into this lawsuit. It's yours too. You can, yeah, right. <laughs> we, we welcome it. Bring it on. Uh, I've got some timestamp video or something, uh, <laughs> I'm sure, on my iPhone that I can dig up from the cloud. Um, and I have it backed up in three different places with tons of redundancy. For all those hackers out there. But um, yeah, so so this acronym will come up inevitably time and time and time again in our conversations. Um, it might not come up explicitly, but you'll hear it and you'll feel it throughout all
0: of our podcasting yeah. episodes. So this episode is is the B. It's the belief it's the episode. Belief, so we want to talk, belief about, episode. talk about why, right? So starting with the why. And you, you once, when we were kind of like ideating around this concept of what we're going to talk about, you brought something up that I think will be a theme through this conversation. And I think, I think it just creates a really great image for the listener, mm-hmm. and and honestly, just for something for us to to think around. And is the concept of of picketing, yeah, right? picketers, picketers, right? So like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if, what's going to cost. Best someone... way to say
1: that word is on a podcast. Picket, Picket, picketers,
0: picketers. Glad we got our pop filters on. <laughs> picketers, picketers. Perfectly placed picketers, picketers. Okay, that's annoying. Yeah. So the yeah. <laughs> so a picketer. It's a weird word. It is. It's, it's fun to word. say though, isn't it? Picketer. <laughs> so someone who pickets uh, does so for a very specific reason, and uh-huh. it starts with a why, right? Starts so with belief. You know, so yeah. I think the idea is that we kind of want to like describe. You know, we want to think around this, right? So, like, if someone was going to uh, picket for a business, I think there is a squirrel in the ceiling, dude. There's, the, you know, what we actually have had squirrels in in the ceiling in in our sound treated ceiling. There. There may be some squirrels dropping some stuff down. Yeah, I think
1: we got one like uh, hoarding some nuts up there. Sounds like he's dropping them a lot. It's true. Maybe yeah. he's a bumbling squirrel. Up it happens. There. Maybe he had a little sipping on a little something.
0: There's a lot of trees around. It's Kentucky. So, anyway, so we. So. I we, don't think it's going to pick up on these mics. There's no I way. I highly doubt to. it. No There's way. way. There's but no
1: just way. for everybody's uh, frame of reference here, especially those listening on audio. We hear little scurrying in the ceiling of our space here. And um,
0: and I promise we're not <laughs> recording in Matt's mom's attic. No, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> This is actually happening. That would be in a really <laughs> hot. <laughs> 100
1: degree weather here in Kentucky. That would be, that would be bad. a sauna. We'd be. All right. So the die. Picketer, right? we die. So, would
0: die. So we want to kind of like, I think one of the things that we can do when we're advising people is say, if someone was going to picket mm-hmm. over your brand. Mm-hmm. what would inspire them to get out in the streets and hold up a sign what right. is it obviously we don't think that that's going to happen uh, unless you've done something <laughs> really wrong probably but you know yeah. in, in this imaginary world the, the picketer ha- ha- something happens like they pick up they pick before they even pick up the stick mm-hmm. something that's the action right, right. the picking yeah. up the stick that's is the, the middle action, of it. yep right and then the reason is I should pick it so going all the way back to the belief something happens that and it's a should statement, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it, there's there's this should. So, Matt, tell me, like, why is someone going to like? Where does this come from? When you were thinking about the picket, mm-hmm. give me the analogy, like, and, and share with with everybody how you brought it to me the first time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, tiny little side note. Put the store this away okay. for the end of the episode. There is a an addition to the brand acronym that I've. Just recently, like maybe a day or two ago, when I was thinking about this and preparing for this podcast, that I kind of it made this ma- massive connection. So I want to share the massive connection, but I
0: don't want to until we're done with the beat. Okay, it can either be brand plus, then like you yeah, know, like, like it, yeah, well, <laughs> or or it can be brands, brands as long as it starts with an S or a Z, and we can no. be super
1: cool and make it. Adding an S ruins what I'm talking about. It ruins the secret. It okay. ruins the majesty that the S is could the stand connection. stand for
0: secret, is all I'm saying. But go ahead. Nope. No. Okay. So, so tell me the no S. analogy.
1: So, yeah. So, so the picketing analogy, I kind of just started thinking of it like, yeah, like put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's just really offended. Right. Okay. And they, they want to do something about it. You know, like, what do I do? I don't know. I feel like I'm, I can't do anything about it. Right. It's this burning in their chest is where it starts. Right. It's yeah. this burning sensation of just like, man, like I'm fiery angry about it. Right. So that's, belief they believe something some you know injustice has happened right yeah and they need to do something about it and it's usually they have a reason oh, this for this doing something about it right like yeah somebody's got to do something nobody's doing anything somebody's gonna do something. this is awful everybody see this like here's the reason we need to do something right they've yeah. always got it no i mean whether it's a good one or a poor one right they have a reason and then action. They take action. They start making the signs. Right? They they write whatever message they want to get it communicated on the sign, and they go to whatever place they're gonna uh, where they're gonna pick it. And then need. Hopefully, I mean, if it's a good cause and a good reason to pick it,
0: hopefully they get what they want. Yeah, hopefully. but the, you know, just and this isn't the the no, need episode, mm-hmm. but. The need doesn't have to be the end of picketing. No. The the need could actually be the emotional desire to satisfy that they've done something. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I've I've accomplished something. I've contributed. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it has fulfilled a need in both persons, right? It's fulfilled a need in myself, and it's fulfilled a need in potentially the people or the movement. Yeah, the movement. Yeah, Um, And then, yeah, I think the final one is devotion. And this is interesting where this – you can really keep that person kind of thing going on every letter again yeah. on the brand, on the, the whole acronym of brand. But the D is especially interesting because this, this always happens with picketers. Get the guys out there with the signs. You either get more people with you, more people start making signs, right? And they come out and they stand with you, or you get the opposition,
0: Yeah. Right. You You might get people with other signs,
1: opposite signs. Yeah. They take the opposite position. We want this law to go through. We want this, you know, bill to be passed. We want this change this ruling right on 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 a supreme court something something right we yeah you get the opposite effect and it's devotion on both sides of it
0: you know it's kind of like uh it's kind of like in the matrix when she says don't worry about the cookie jar and he turns yeah. around and, then he and knocks the cookie jar and she yeah. says <laughs> yeah. would well, really blow your mind if i hadn't have said anything right would you've knocked it over yeah. yeah same thing right if if you hadn't have got out and picketed mm-hmm. would you would you have created the opposition that may have been better formed and stronger because They were just waiting for someone else to get out there and then to come fight it, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. Just from the picketing standpoint. So, so what it makes me think of when you say that is, um, and we haven't actually got really far into this because I love story brand. Yeah, and I don't get the sense that you do, (laughs) but but here's what I love about this because you really are, you know. So you know the the whole story brand synopsis. Mm -hmm. Um, Donald Miller, for anyone who doesn't know it, I highly as a as a business owner. I highly, highly recommend it because it really helps me with. Yeah, you narratives. should buy
1: one of his books.
0: That one <laughs> <laughs> is it? Not that one. All right, so I like it. Well, it's fine. we might have to have a whole other episode. Where yeah, we can. By the way, this episode, these episodes are the refinery. We call it the refinery because, uh, as a business owner, I have certain thoughts. Mm-hmm. As a designer and an artist and brand guy, Matt mm-hmm. has certain thoughts. And what we find is that in our after our arguments, we tend to we tend to. Basically, it's friction, and it tends to Be smooth things out. Yeah, it makes us both better. Both so of us are better. We tend, we tend to just argue a lot, and uh, that's been our friendship <laughs> yeah. for 20 years. It has, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's how but, our company started. Yeah, literally how our company started. So, another episode. <laughs> all right, we're 20 episodes in, and we've, right, we're starting our first episode. Yeah. Another long episode. <laughs> Let's reenact it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, <we> just a <laughs> full stage environment. Yeah. Um okay. camera but, crew at the coffee shop.
0: But going mm-hmm. back to your thing about the picketers and getting going, Donna Miller says that, you know, the, the whole concept is that the, the the client is the hero and the hero first meets a problem yeah. that is external, internal and philosophical that, you know, and what I always say, you know, in, in the insurance world is that, you know, a mom's insurance rates go up and, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. The, the external is that you know, she doesn't know if she can afford it. The mm-hmm. internal is, I'm a bad mom because <laughs> now that my insurance rates have gone up, I can't afford for little Billy to play basketball and for little Susie to be in the ballet.
1: Yeah. It's always um, Billy and Susie getting the yeah, they got of the, of the shack. St-
0: <laughs> But then the philosophical is that should statement. That's where the real belief comes in is my insurance bill should not keep me from being a good mom, right. should not keep me from taking care of my kids in the way that I see fit. Right. So that's— that problem happens externally, internally, and philosophically. And when we get to that philosophical, that's the problem. But for the business, why does the business exist? So the business initially, sh- you know, everyone does a SWOT analysis, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and at a certain point, there should be an, there's a problem that's an external, internal, philosophical. And if you're just existing to make money, to Simon Sinek's point, you're not solving anything you're just another yeah' you're just another gong in the wind yeah. signifying nothing yeah exactly let's quote some Shakespeare up in here yeah I mean <laughs> um, but so what's the what's the what's the when you're when you're talking about this why you know you you've got this company that that's coming alongside what's the first question you're going to ask them, Matt, as, as a branding mm-hmm. guide as a branding expert
1: it's always what do you believe always in some form or fashion I don't always just say
0: belief but yeah. What do
1: you believe? What do you care about? What do you think about on a daily basis? What do you? I mean, it has very little to do with what they do usually, right? Yeah. Especially, you know, again, niche insurance agents is who we service most, mostly. And uh, although we've had a lot that aren't insurance agents, by the way, but yeah, um, yeah we we always start there with belief. It's always, and it's as a roundabout way. I, I have a, a guy that I've consulted with time to time, uh, starting a, uh, a beef box delivery service out Dude, of Dude, we're not recording right now. Huh? We're not recording.
0: Yeah we are. He, You're specifically- piece of trash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My heart
0: literally like,
1: was enraged at myself for a split second.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please go oh, on. So. Uh,
1: yeah. My good friend, I'll say who he is. He's Glade Miller Smith and you need to check him out. He's out of Nebraska and he provides beef to your doorstep. Okay. And I, I love the guy so much. He, his belief is all over his brand and okay. it's not even hard for him to get there. Right. Um, I'm never really all about business people like exploiting their pretty families or their cute families or whatever, you know, for the, right. for profit. But sure. in in his case, it's like, it's just a part of their life is putting these beef boxes together. Right. And their labor is the family farm, hence the family farm beef box. Okay. okay. And so it's really easy. They're already, and his wife's already taking photos all the time yep. of the family. Like, so they just share those. Like they share photos of everybody in the barn putting, you know, ice cold beef into boxes and then putting the dry ice on top. And that's, you know, some caption that just says our labor force. And it's just a bunch of little kids doing it and helping working with their family and working with their, with their parents. Yeah. And then they go and they deliver a whole lot of those. They put them load them up into the back of a truck and they go and deliver door to door. And then they ship a whole lot all over the nation. And uh, yeah, it's, it's literally everything done by the family. They don't have a huge operation or anything and it's blowing up. And it's blowing up because people would just rather go buy from that family rather than buy from, you know, not to say like Blue Apron and those types of things, yeah, aren't viable options. But if I'm going to give my money to somebody, a lot of people just go, I want to give it to this little family that does it. That's so cute, and that does you know does it this way. And uh, and I, I have one more person that I've consulted with and uh, that has that kind of belief figured out now. Um, this guy didn't at first. He's starting a mobile car wash and it's oh, one I of the one. Yeah. yeah it's one of the yeah. best one of the yeah. best it's examples great. I have of just somebody who finally got to it. Um, but I was consulting with him and just over coffee, real casual. And I was like man I was like why do you want to start this thing? Like why do you want to but you know same with insurance agents. Usually it's like, well money. Like if <laughs> to make money. Making money doesn't move anybody really, you know I mean as far as doesn't pull on the heartstrings really, you know, everybody does that. Everybody's gonna do something to make money. Um, but I was like, no man, go deeper than that. Go to what do you believe? What do you believe? He's like, ah, huh? he's like, oh, I believe in God. He's like, I'm like, okay, good, good. Like, what, so what else? How does that drive what you do? I don't know. He's like, I just want to wash people's cars. Like, no man, go deeper. Like, why are you doing? Why are you starting a mobile car wash? Like, I don't know. He's like, because cars need to get clean. People need to get their cars clean. Like, no, man, go deeper. Like, deeper, what is it? And, you know, it's kind of this riled up conversation. It's starting to get a little more heat. He's getting more and more noticeably frustrated because he can't get there. And then he finally just breaks and he just goes, dang it. He's like, because filth is bad. Boom. And I was like, yes. I was like, yes, that's it. Filth is bad. And everybody who buys from you, everybody who gets you to come wash their vehicles, believe that. They believe that filth is bad too and they need to do something about it. That's, that's your customer Dude, base right it. there.
0: Okay, so one of the things that, that I always say is that good advice, and we, we this is important in my industry in particular, right? But I, I think in, in any consulting type of, of industry, right? Like anything that we do or... Uh, anyway, one good advice is only good advice if it can be used anywhere non-discriminately, right? Mm -hmm. So like uh, if I give you advice and you can take it and use it, then it's good advice. If I give you advice and it only serves me, that's propaganda. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right. Yeah. So, so we're not trying to sit here and just sell something. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, the good advice is, so the reason I'm kind of prefacing here is I want you to give that good advice, Matt. Like, so, a business is there a, what should a business believe? You know? So like yeah. you're going to ask this question, well, what do you believe? Well, what should I believe? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Which is a ridiculous question, but the truth is, is, and I guess what I'm, what I've found is that a lot of people, a lot of people exist and they don't actually know why. Yep. Right. I, the I've majority, had, I, I think the majority of people. Do. Yeah. Um, but so there's a lot of, you know, again, this, this makes the, again, we're talking about the insurance industry just cause it's what I'm in. Mm-hmm. But in particular insurance agents and agency owners make a lot of money doing things very, very poorly. Right. Right. Because there's a lot of money in it and because they're good people. So why? Right. <laughs> right, Yeah. So, so you go to an insurance agent and you say, well, your brand sucks. Um, or your brand is really good. You're just really bad at it. <clears throat> and, <laughs> You don't know why. I'd probably never say your brand sucks. Yeah, you would never say that, right? I'm just you uh, uh, hyperbolic, <laughs> I, would, I would maybe say. Um, but no, at the end of the day, so they say, well, why, what's it matter? You know, I, I'm doing a good job. I'm mm-hmm. making a lot of money. Why should I put all this thought effort in? Why should I go through, like, what you know, why should I take my name off of the door and, and come up with something that, you know, my employees can actually own because it's hard for, Jen Smith to own, you know, Billy Bob insurance. Right. Right. You know, so what's the, um, because we're in Kentucky, apparently it's Billy Bob insurance. <laughs> it is Billy um, Bob insurance. Absolutely. <laughs> I got my cat scanned. Yeah. Um, right. I like Billy
1: Bob's insurance. The only other, the only better insurance here in Kentucky is real good group.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Bill, Billy Bob's. So what's the, you know, I, I just want that. I want that for the listener. I want the, I want there. Mm-hmm. I want your advice there. So, <laughs> so you're going to say, what do you believe? And why does that matter? What, I mean, I'm making a lot of money, Matt. Let's just do it. All right. Hey, look, yeah. I'm, I'm pulling in right now. My agency's we're a million dollar agency. I'm making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year as the principal. What do I? What's the? What's why? Why do I care?
1: I yeah. I actually, that's super complicated question to answer succinctly. Good. Um, but my belief, yeah, is that the breakdown happens. You're, you're probably one of two kinds of person if you own a business. Yeah. And if you're making tons of money and that's the end of it for you, probably doesn't matter. <laughs> Which is fine, right? That might mean that you're, they're not your client. They might not be my client, right? They're definitely not my client. They don't need my services. Right. Yeah. But then I think there's another kind of person that might make a lot of money, but that's not the end of it for them. The end of it for them is impact. The end of it is change in industry. The end of it is innovate. The end of it is serve people. And again, not to not to just be all Debbie Downer on the people that just want to go make money. Right. It's fine. And it probably serves people in some capacity. Sure. But yeah, I think I think the people that I would tend to want to work with and the people that I would consult with and would want my advice and would want my creativity whatever it is I have to bring to the table are probably wired similar to me and that's they want to innovate, they want to change things, they want to grow something, they want to sure. be they want it to be a kind of a generational impact rather than just a take care of me and my own and that be that.
0: Yeah, um, uh, you could almost say you you've got you've got two people, right? you got people at the top Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and people climbing to get there, (laughs) right? The people at the top, I guess I'm going to try and answer this question from my side. The people at the top should care about their, for me, branding is not about design. It's not about logo. It's not about how pretty things are. It's not about font. For me, it's about the narrative Mm -hmm. because I'm a sales guy, right? Yeah. And I care about the, and, and what I know more than anything else is that the power of the narrative is more powerful than anything else. If you have the right narrative, you can do anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so the branding, and I think this is important, right? Because a lot of people think branding and they, what's the first thing? What's your brand? They show you a logo. They show you a mark, right? Right. Yeah. You call brand it a mark. A I would call it a logo, right? but you call it a mark. But well, brand is not a, and, and you know, one of the, I remember, man, this was like, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, you came up with like some book or something like that. And the first, one of the first things you said was that you don't own your brand. Everyone else Everybody does. Else does. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, so there's two people. There's a person at the top. It's in my ebook. Yeah. I don't even know where that thing
1: is. Yeah. It's awesome. It's in your, awesome, it's though. In your ebook. <laughs> I should probably might be release
0: on it the e somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what's the, so you got some people at the top who don't want, Either they don't care and they're getting ready to put their skis on and slide down and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, go off into the sunset or they want to stay there, right? And so that person at the top, if they care about their brand narrative, the reason they're doing that is so they can stay at the top. Right. Right. And that's why the companies, you know, even in my own industry, State Farm, Allstate, Progressive, Mm -hmm. that's why they're constantly changing that narrative, right? Because they want to stay at the top. Mm -hmm. But look at the companies who he said something funny about like when we we're getting set of like what if we don't change? Like what if this doesn't evolve? Well the companies who get to the top and don't evolve, they don't stay at the top. Anyone just no go look at go look at read the book. What are we talking about? Um um good to great. Yeah. Right. To great, even in the time since good to great came out, the companies that were great companies they don't all <laughs> they're exist, they're not still, all great now, right? Yeah, <laughs> and one of them was Circuit City, yeah, right, that he talked about. <laughs> yeah, what happened to Circuit City? It it didn't evolve, yeah, it died it, it, when it Kentucky
1: it, won the national championship, and I was in there watching it. Yeah, it, it, it died. It's your fault in my heart. It died when we lost to Duke, uh, <laughs> because of a Christian Leitner shot.
0: Well, let's not talk about that. Well, I'm just circuit, saying in so my circuit, heart, so I never City, went back to
1: Circuit City after that. I'll just say that. So
0: Circuit City was what two thousand two, two thousand three, something like that. It was one of the top companies in the country, in the world. Uh, but it didn't it didn't evolve. Maybe it was ninety eight or something like man, that. But it I didn't feel evolve. Like it past, was not
1: had to have been nineties. I don't remember exactly, but I think that man, book was published it published in ninety eight. I think yeah, they're doing the research into like
0: late nineties. But yeah. But the whole point is is that it didn't evolve, right? So the no, people at the yeah. top, but then you've got the people climbing up. And I really feel like the people climbing are the people who are going to be listening to this, the people who really care more than anything else. Because, let's yeah. face it, unless we just absolutely crush this thing and start getting millions of followers, you know, Pepsi and, well, <laughs> sorry, Pepsi. We don't really want your business. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but no, Coke, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is not yeah. going to call us for branding advice. Yeah. But who might or who might be interested in, in just getting this, this, this good advice, not propaganda, is going to be – the local business owner who's yeah, trying to sure. figure out how to get an edge up on those big brands
1: mm-hmm. and how
0: they can empower their, because the truth is, is that as a, as a business owner and not part of some corporate conglomerate, you're much more free yep. to be nimble mm-hmm. and to, and to find a niche. And one of the, oh man, it just makes me think of uh, Seth Godin and this is marketing.
1: Mm-hmm. He says,
0: people should be able to say why they're not choosing your business Yep. And it'd be okay. And it'd be the right mm-hmm. answer. Yep. And that was, I think that was one of the most powerful, like, you know what? People shouldn't be able to say, man, no, I didn't want to go with real good group because they required me to have an email address. <laughs> right. And I, that's yep. hilarious. Believe it or not. Yeah. There are people. In, no, my, there my people lawn
1: care company, same way. I yep. was like, it was. it's a fairly forward thinking lawn care address. company. There are
0: people that don't have it.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> don't yeah. have an email. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Are we okay with not, Taking cash from 80-year-old ladies to mow their lawn?
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, we, we are. We're, we're the same. Yeah. You yeah. said cash. That's perfect. Uh, we don't do business with people who pay in cash. Yeah. There are companies that will do that. We don't. Yeah. For right. lots of reasons. I want to take care of my team. I don't want there to be cash on premises. Yeah. And frankly, I don't want to deal with the hassle and the fiduciary <laughs> responsibility of cash. Right. But somebody, somebody should be able to say, man, I don't want to do business with them because of that. Mm-hmm. But if they say I don't want to do business with them because they don't care about me, then we failed in something. Absolutely, we, we failed in yeah. delivering something's on our broken down. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um.
0: But anyway, so the people climbing up the top, those are the people who care about this brand conversation. Yeah. Um. And these are the people who are trying to inspire that crowd of picketers behind them, mm-hmm. who who care, and and most of the time that's not going to inspire the opposition because these these messages should be micro focused on people who frankly, this goes to Simon Sinek again, believe what you believe. Mm -hmm. Which I think if I'm going to jump on top and, and push this back over to you is, you said, well, what do you believe? Well, the reason I think that matters is because what... What you believe is who you should be marketing to because if you believe it, more than likely other people do. It's a pretty big country mm-hmm. um, and a pretty yeah. big client base for most cases, right? Yeah. Someone's going to believe what you believe. If people don't believe what you believe, you're probably not going to be in business long. No. But if you know what you believe and then have the narrative that inspires people to get behind that cause, yeah, now you have found the thing that will allow them to have a reason. hmm that provokes action. That meets a need. Mm-hmm. Inspires devotion. Right? Yeah. I think too. It has to do with attention, as well. Okay.
1: Because, but you you said something in there that triggered this attention thought. And okay. By the way, it's not just out of the blue. I'm not trying to just steer the conversation no, in a certain good. way. It's still on the idea of belief for sure. Mm-hmm. But you you just don't tend to notice or stay focused on things that don't matter. You just don't. Um, We're all, I mean, every person on the planet, if they're like me at all, they're crazy busy with family. They're crazy busy with church obligations. They're crazy busy with their kids. They're crazy busy with multiple businesses. They're crazy busy taking care of elderly and loved ones. And it's like, so marketing messages are flying by their face. Again, if I can talk about my ebook that nobody's going to be able to find I don't even know if I can possibly link it in the description, but <laughs> I'll try. If you want to download it, you can download it. But yeah, one of my points in there is like it kind of paints this story or this picture of like a, a guy that wakes up in the morning and just how many different kinds of brand interactions he has in just the first hour of his morning. Mm. And it just goes through like Whoa. him hitting his ar- alarm clock, and the alarm clock's this fancy clock that plays this radio tune Shack. that, yeah, radio, sh- radio Shack alarm clock that, <laughs> that plays, um you know, a, a U2 song. <laughs> Um, no, uh, no. And then he goes and he, you know, gets cleaned up and he has his body dove body wash, you know, that he, that he throws on. And then he's got his Armani suit and, you know, he's got his Samsonite briefcase and he's got, you know, he's just like so much brand in his face. He starts, uh, you know, there's coffee percolating cause it is automatic, you know, time, time yeah. espresso, sensitive yeah. espresso machine, yeah. you know, and, uh, and yeah, all these things, uh, are happening, and he hasn't really paid attention to any of them they're kind of just a part integrated part of his life and so if you're trying to penetrate that if you're trying to get his attention on something that you want to give him or you want to sell him like you have to compete with all those things yeah like all the time right and like you're not going to do it with just lower rates
0: right, you know it's right. like
1: it's like you're just not it's like nobody wakes up in the morning and goes lord I just pray that you would send me somebody that's going to lower my insurance rates. Nobody ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not their prayer. That's not their hope. That's not their no first thought in the morning. No. Um. And so, yeah, especially insurance and agents. You for know the, what?
0: I, I want to jump in on this because it's yeah. so, so good. Uh, I was just talking to my team about this and it, it kind of goes back, like, sorry to the story brand conversation, but it's,
1: you don't have to apologize.
0: It's okay, cool to good. like things that I, I don't like. No, and, it's
1: true. It's true. Yeah. Um, um, I'll say this. Donald Miller likes all of the things that I like. <laughs> there you go. And you can put that together however you want to put that together.
0: <laughs> I'll say this though. So <laughs> what I was telling my team is like, hey, you know, we say I think when people shop their insurance, almost regardless of who they do it, they're gonna save eight hundred a thousand dollars a year almost, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so I was like, but hey, look, when we talked to that single mom, can I go back to the single mom? We didn't save her. No, nope. $800. Mm-hmm. What we did is she had $800 that was going into the insurance bucket and she she's, a, she, it. she's, she you know, honestly, it. I was thinking about like this, this, uh, you know, I was thinking of this analogy. Like what I want to do is I want to have a cup here and this is, this is the woman and I want to line up all these other cups mm-hmm. and I want to be at the end here and I want to take some water and I want to take the water and I'm going to throw it and try and put <laughs> it all in her. And what's going to happen is, is that that's the insurance cup all the way at the end of the table mm-hmm. and and here's here's Billy and Susie's soccer, mm-hmm. and here's uh, here's the brakes. Mm-hmm. and here's the here's the washing com- washer component that needed to be fixed, and what we did is we took money out of that eight hundred dollar jar,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and or that jar that had eight hundred dollars of extra spend in it, mm-hmm. and we allocated, and it probably didn't make it to her, yeah. So, and what's what matters in that when you talk about people sacrifice what they want for what yeah. they want more. Yep. Right. And and the, the gas crisis right now, or if you want to call it a crisis no, right now. No, it's a
1: crisis. Yeah.
0: It is, <laughs> it's very evident mm-hmm. because people haven't stopped driving. Right. Right. What we, you know, what we did do when, when COVID hit, we all stopped going to school. Mm-hmm. We all stopped getting together. We mm-hmm. stopped going to the workplace, mm-hmm. shut everything down, we shut everything down, mm-hmm. closed doors. We were fine with that. Yep. The gas prices have hiked. And you, why, right? We sacrifice what you want. Well, I'm sacrificing these things that I want because I want to live. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the time, that's how people felt. You know, what, whether, whatever side you're on, that's what people were making that decision based on. Right. But with gas, I want to do what I want to do and I don't care how much I have to pay. Right. Now, that's, you ask them, are you happy with this? You can look at the current president's approval ratings or whatever. And the president's always, you know, accused for gas. You know, if, sure. it, if it's low, they take pride in it if Mm -hmm. it's not it's someone else's fault but if
1: regardless of who the
0: president is that's the way it is (laughs) that's the way it is yeah and but they don't care right they care what they care about is getting to where they they care about their freedom about being able to get from point A to point B and and being able to play you know especially after two years of not being able to do anything yeah. play soccer get outside go to work go to church go to Mm -hmm. school go down to
1: my family's farm
0: go Go to the farm go to to the beach yeah, Yeah, go to the beach whatever right Mm -hmm. so You sacrifice what you want for what you want more. So we tie that back into the this whole narrative, this whole conversation we've been having. A person in insurance or or, sorry, a person in in business, they have a client that they don't really want your brand. Right. What they want is to do something with it. Mm -hmm. Right. The guy who used Axe Body Wash didn't want Axe. What he wanted is all of those girls running to him from that yep. crazy commercial, right? Yep, Gushing Were, over him. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want. He didn't want. He didn't want an espresso.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wanted caffeine mm-hmm. to get his day going, and maybe wanted to look really cool if somebody came over. Absolutely, yeah. Right.
1: He wanted caffeine, but he also is willing to sacrifice a little bit of the taste for the the convenience, the speed, yeah, and the the image that comes with owning an espresso machine. By the way, Nespresso makes beautiful gorgeous designed machines. Yeah. They just probably fall short a tiny, tiny bit in the delivery of coffee. Yeah.
0: You know, and, you're going to go to Nespresso. your local barista and they're going to make a better a better thing. You can probably, probably. make it
1: better yourself. Even. Yeah. You might be able to make it better yourself. Yeah. And but, you can use Nespresso as a base and make a pretty good coffee. <laughs> that's,
0: that's but yeah. but yeah. the point is, is that people want something else other than the product you're offering, the brand that you have. So it's the brand narrative. To tie this all back together, that matters, right? Because, yeah. you know, I don't know what Nespresso's thing is, but Nespresso, great caffeine, that is convenient,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Or you yeah. know, beautiful, beautiful caffeine, beautiful, yeah. yeah, beautiful caffeinated beverages. While you're putting your Armani suit on, we're mm-hmm. making your Nespresso in your own kitchen. Don't go anywhere else. Yep. that's what they care about. They don't care about. They don't care about making the best coffee. Yeah. That's not what they do.
1: Well, and two, I think I think Nespresso is a good good example. Somebody who buys that kind of thing, that machine, they probably are tired to some degree or fatigued from paying five dollars for their cup of coffee at Starbucks. Each I think, morning, I would say the opposite. And so 99 cents, I get this and it's still beautiful and it still tastes good. And I versatile. think the
0: person who's pays, I think the person with Nespresso machines for the most part, you know, they're the higher end, right? You know, so like the, yeah, full, they're kind of a three, 400, $500 machines, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that person, pods has,
1: are about 99 cents to a buck, something a yeah, piece. That person yeah. do not
0: care about $5. What they care about is they're, they care about their time. The convenience. Because, yeah, they're, yeah. They're making a hundred dollars an hour, $50 yeah. an hour. Yeah. I don't want to go to Starbucks and have them, you know, get my order wrong and spell my right. name wrong, and yeah, and take know. time, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. have
1: to wait in the drive-through. Yeah. Drive they yeah. don't care about
0: that. They care sure. about the convenience of of luxury. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then the question that you should be asking yourself, you who are listening to this, is what does my client believe, and do I know why they're choosing me? Mm-hmm. Right. And if you can't know why the person is choosing your business, you probably haven't articulated your beliefs very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it all goes, so if that's the case, right, you haven't articulated mm-hmm. your beliefs. I remember someone saying like, you know, it was asking me some, this is a couple of years ago, was asking me questions about this. I was like, okay, well, why, you know, why do you have the phone system that you have? It was such a stupid question, but why mm-hmm. do you have the phone system that you have? Why do you have the tech stack that you have? Mm-hmm. And, you know, why do you answer the phone the way that you do? And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, and it's a stupid question. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid question. But the point is, is that if you don't know the reason that you're doing things, then you're not going to know the reason why people either choose you or don't choose you.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
0: And that's something I, I deal with. in my. I mean, I feel like I have a really good brand narrative. We still deal with this. Mm-hmm. Right? We still, there's there's many facets of a business of where's the breakdown? Are we communicating it clearly? Are we delivering? You know, I always say that marketing makes the promise Sales closes the promise, service delivers on the promise. Yeah. Right. So there can be a breakdown in that brand narrative in many different capacities. But if you don't know what you believe, then you can't even diagnose it. Right. Other than to follow the money, which doesn't necessarily fix things, it fixes symptoms. Yeah. Right. Yep.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. (sighs) You know, I'm fatigued, I'm tired. I've spent a lot of time working this week. Yeah. And I'm realizing more and more every new venture I start, m- multiple ones now with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I get a little bit more tired, a little, I have a little less time. Um, people around me, I wouldn't say they suffer, but they, they assist me in, you know, they, they carry some of the burden yeah. that, Sure, I'm in some regards using their time too to accomplish these types of things and do these types of ventures and things. But I'm realizing I need a clone of myself and – or an assistant that can do a bunch of different things, all kinds of different things. And – I haven't in 18 years of looking, I have not found that person, that clone of myself or even an assistant that like really can like jump from one thing that I'm doing to another. Cause I, I'm so many things and so many, I don't know what you want to call them, but yeah, have so many interests, so many hobbies, so many, you have got me
0: hooked. I want to know where you're going.
1: So here's where I'm going, Christian. I think we need to tell people that a good solution for people who sympathize with me. They're busy, they're crazy, and they need help. A really good solution is to check out Viva Virtual Assistants.
0: Rob Lopez out of Texas.
1: Rob Lopez. That guy has a company. He's got tons of people ready to help you
0: get stuff done. And it doesn't really matter what you need done. I know that he works in the real estate market Uh uh-huh he deals with mortgages mortgage loan market yep and we actually use him in our agency did you know that
1: no but that's awesome
0: yeah so we actually put an entire we have a renewal process in place where we touch every single renewal and by hiring one of rob's um vas Mm uh he and he's been fantastic wonderful communicator incredibly humble guy and has really changed the the dynamic of our agency our client we're getting more google reviews we're getting we're getting emails from clients saying this was the best process. I, we're never leaving. You guys rocked it out, and it really has a lot to do obviously with my team members here, but also because of, yeah. of the VA that we implemented yeah. through da- through yeah. uh, Rob Lopez and Viva.
1: Would you say the process was pretty seamless of getting that like that person onboarded? And-
0: oh, it was great. Yeah, we we had a guy come in, or we we had a conference call uh, with one of their with their uh, president of sales. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a few different ones to kind of kind of looked through we kind of told them our needs they, they asked some really great questions so let me get back with you presented a few people and we ended up interviewing two loved both honestly it was one of those things like man i wish we we, we, <laughs> we started looking at our budget going man do we can do we, we just we get, get both? both right now and it didn't make sense at the time but uh we made a we made a very very difficult decision because they were so good um and have never looked back uh, yeah you know, we, it, we this guy's uh he lives in uh, belize Mm-hmm. Um and so English is a first language, which I didn't know, which is kind of cool. I don't know if you know about Belize, but it's a beautiful place. We're like, I think we probably should go have our next team meeting yeah. and go see our VA David down there. Right. Yeah. Um yeah. And, but he's he's wonderful. go to him. <laughs> the process was great. It couldn't have been any better. And um and, and I can't recommend Rob and Viva Works enough. Yeah, honestly. So viva dot works
1: is where viva dot it. works. Is it viva viva dot works? And yeah. then there's another one that's viva VA, is that what it is? I don't to know. VA.com, something like that. Yeah. We'll leave the links in the description. Yeah. Because he's so awesome, and you should check him out, and you should definitely uh, consider getting your next virtual assistant uh, set up through him.
0: Yeah. Through I love Rob. that. I'm, I'm glad you plugged him. I, lo- I love I love Rob. Yeah. All right, so speaking of tired, you know.
1: I was feeling a little fatigued. I thought we would take a tiny little intermission and then come back and wrap this up.
0: Well, let's wrap it up because you said at the end of this that you had this kind of like this brand plus yeah. Which is what I'm calling it. Now I even can visualize it. And the plus is a cross. It's uh, part of the... I'm just joking. Uh, tell me about no, it. No, yeah.
1: Okay, so here it is. So, you know I'm all about symmetry and I'm all about odd numbers, right? That's why there can't be an S.
0: Wait, hold on. You just said you're about symmetry and odd numbers.
1: Yep. Two and two on either side of the A, which is the center. It's symmetrical. Well, that's four. No,
0: it's five. Five. <laughs> you, you're bad at math. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, you're all about symmetry. So, yeah. So,
1: numbers. if you picture the word brand again, okay. you can take it outside of the acronym, you have B, R, A, and D. And the A is the center of it all, right? Yeah. The A is really kind of the pivot point where mm. something actually finally <laughs> takes place, right? Yeah. Action happens. Action happens. A is for action. Yeah. And so, if that's kind of the pivoting point, If you kind of connect the R and the N, needs and reason kind of go together. B and the D kind of go together. You don't make, you don't inspire devotion.
0: Without belief.
1: From a reason even. You don't really get people excited and committed because of a reason or even because somebody took an action. Oh, he did that man. I'm
0: on board. Let's go. Right.
1: You do it because of a belief.
0: That's good. That's right. Really good.
1: You don't really meet a need without a reason.
0: That's really good. And the action is the, the it's kind provokes of the center. action is yeah. So in, in meeting a need, you can't meet a need without action. Mm-mm. You can't inspire devotion without action.
1: Uh,
0: in fact, the, those things would kind of be on repeat, a, right? And and you go the other way. Yeah. And a you,
1: belief doesn't, it's probably breaks down and it isn't actually a belief unless yeah. you're actually willing to take action on it. I feel it, like right? someone
0: a few thousand wo- years ago said, belief without works is dead. Yeah, I think I think somebody- I mean, literally, I mean, somewhere I'm in not trying to get all somewhere. preachy, but I'm just saying that like- Exactly. That's, that's, again, we're stumbling on truths here, right? Right. If you believe something and you don't act on it, then do you really you believe really it? You don't believe it. Yeah. Okay, I have to hear that. Okay, if I do value that, if I do believe that, then something has to change or I have to be honest with myself. And I think that's where business owners have the hardest time. Yeah. And I think this is a perfect transition to say that on our next episode, when we talk about reason,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're going to actually be able to say, hey, that reason and moving towards action is going to help you kind of get a little bit more real with yourself too, mm-hmm. not to plug real good and group, start but actually
1: yeah. And start actually meeting needs.
0: And actually start meeting needs, yeah. right. Yeah, That's going to be good. That's going to be good. All right, so uh, one last thing I want to say is that this this version of the podcast isn't going to be the only thing that we're going to have. We're, we're we have plans coming out, mm-hmm. but more than that, in some of our future episodes, we're actually going to interview uh, brand experts around the country, local uh, here in Lexington, Kentucky, even, mm-hmm. and then on out into all around the all around the country, hopefully, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. maybe have some big names that you've heard before, maybe 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 not. Um, yeah, but- it's people we respect as people that share our beliefs. Yeah, people who share our (laughs) beliefs. And I think what will be really neat, one thing that in this vision that we've had is that I actually want to juxtapose brand experts, people who actually work in the branding and marketing industry with business owners, maybe insurance agents. You know, that'll be an easy one just because I know it. But I want to ask the same questions. Mm -hmm. And I want to see how people respond that are business owners and how brand experts respond. And I'd like to kind of get a swath of
1: people who
0: are doing a really good job uh, there's a lot of really great insurance agents, not not with, without great branding, and I'm not going to tell them which ones they are in this, <laughs> but I I want to get them on there. Right, and I want to ask those yeah. questions, and I want to see, and I'd like for our, our our viewers or listeners to be able to actually actually be able to juxtapose. Oh, this is what great branding advice is, but this is mm-hmm. what good business advice is, yeah. and and in in doing so, we're going to find that refined. That refinery process yeah. of, of the and friction. you and I
1: will learn something, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll and probably
0: argue about it at the yeah. at the end of the episode, and we'll be, and we'll be refined. That's good. So, yeah. That's good. So this has been
1: the Refinery Podcast, Episode One. B is for belief,
0: and if you don't have one, get one. There we go. Thanks for listening. What I really want you to do—we're not even started yet—but what I really want you to do is. There's going to be bloopers. I want bloopers. Oh, yeah. I want a blooper of at the end of like every episode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think there will be a blooper. You know when I predict the first blooper will happen? It'll happen in the introduction.
0: Well, I think the first blooper will happen when we were thinking we were talking and waxing eloquent before and you didn't hit the record uh, button. So yeah. that, was, that, was, that was the first
1: blooper. It just Red, a- <laughs> green. It's <laughs> so not like I'm, I'm w- a designer or something.